1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN.
3: You get it, because it's the weekend.
2: <laughs> Brian got it. <laughs> I got
3: it. BMS <laughs> and Beamer here with you uh, once more for the next hour or so. Thanks for hanging out with us here on WBEN. How's it going, Joe?
2: Brian doing well. It's Friday. A uh, Little nippy this morning, but you know I didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. Uh, walk into the car. Shorts, flip-flops, short sleeves. Um, got to use the heated seats that you always talk about, and it is a game-changer. Yeah, yeah I mean there's it's, it's just the best oh my gosh you had that thing sitting for 10 minutes before you sit down oh come on it's the greatest thing ever yeah. there that's
3: like one of the things in life where there's no going back no
2: like like if, if you're scared
3: have, of if you have heated seats in a car I has anybody ever gone heated seats to no heated seats? And how quickly did you return your new car? <laughs> I, you know, it's just like I, I cannot imagine going back. Now I've got the steering wheel too. Yeah, there's no going back from that no, either. It's awesome. Now the gloves come off because it actually heats your hands up. Yeah, I, well, it's hard to even like have gloves on. And that's true. I don't know if if you're like me. I mean, you're fiddling around with a whole bunch of different stuff in the. You got know, the radio, the all the controls. Everything's a touchscreen now too in the car right. it's hard to have gloves on so you just wrap your hands around that steering wheel it's going nice. to be that time
2: i mean tomorrow's going to be 80. But. right <laughs> this is just a reminder of what's to come but it's like the uh the coming attractions right yeah and then we still have summer this weekend you don't jump much in the way that you have heated
3: seats and you are never going back to the old way of driving around the winter that's right This week was 10 years of Tinder. Oh, talk the old days. That's uh, you know, that and I'm wondering if you ever go back to the old ways of doing things. Ah, with uh, 10 years of Tinder now that being like the thing, yeah, that's out there. So, 10 years of Tinder, the dating app that matches you up, you swipe. Whichever way. I don't know what way, Joe, because I am not a Tinder. I have never had any of these dating apps that was like way out of I was say
2: you were never single in the last Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: I it's just never been something I've experienced before. But I remember like Tinder getting popular yeah. around a decade ago. Um and I was getting out of college and then like thinking and saying to people like Wow, like could you imagine if this was what we had like in high school? Oh yeah. Right? Like that just that would be crazy. Like we I couldn't even fathom what life would be like and just how weird it would get if Tinder these dating apps were around when we were in high school and we were young kids. And now Joe, you're living in an age where Kids in high school and college know
2: nothing but having these right at their fingertips. Right. I mean, and Tinder really changed the dating app. I mean, if you think about it, all the. Old school dating websites. They still have, you know, what they were, you know, 15 years ago. But they all have an app version that has the swipe left or right as Tinder has. I mean, it really changed what we call online dating for those that use it. Now, uh, as I've told stories here on the station before, um, I was once on Tinder. Not too uh, successful on Tinder, Brian. You would think the Speedo pitcher would have a lot of people uh, swiping right. uh, But not... Not overly successful on the Tinder app. Tinder does have 6.2 million subscribers. Um, that uh, Wild. That, yeah. And, and there's like a million other ones like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of one. If Jimmy could. Uh, <laughs> but they're all like they're t- all the same Tinder thing. adjacent. They're all the same thing. They're all s- uh, swipe left to right. I mean. Tinder Bri- with a twist. Brian, I was to the point once. And I remember talking about this with David. I was on uh, to the point once where I was paying for Tinder. And that means if someone swiped right on you, you would get a notification and then you could decide if you wanted to swipe left, left or right. Let, let me just tell you, um, I was on Tinder for a few years and I, um, like I said, was not overly successful, did not meet my wife on Tinder uh, or on any kind of online dating site. So, I mean, it is successful for some people, but you know, for others, the old school either being set up or meeting someone out, I think, is still the best way. So does that happen anymore? Eight hundred three oh nine
3: thirty to join us here, uh, BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. hundred three oh nine three zero. you can give us a call or a text on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. You know, Joe, it makes me wonder if the old way is now antiquated. And again, these are things that I'm, I'm hoping people weigh in with their stories about how it has worked, how it hasn't. Either Tinder, another one of these apps, the old way of doing things, because I'm out of the game. I don't, you know, I don't, (laughs) I have no experience in this. But it is kind of fascinating to me the idea of, I, I can totally see how somebody now, if you're a 20 year old now, that the idea of approaching somebody at a grocery store and maybe even to a lesser extent, out at a bar or something
2: is like taboo in a way to do now. See, that's to me, that's crazy because even in the Joe Beamer single days, Brian, if I'm at a bar, I'm not on my phone swiping right on a Tinder app, but I have seen people on Tinder at you're at a place. Yeah. Well you're supposed to be socializing. <laughs> they're, Go they're,
3: talk to somebody. They're looking at a picture of somebody sitting right next to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And swiping left or right. Now the so we'll start with the grocery store. I mentioned that because of the earbuds thing that we talk about all the time. Yes. So like it just seems like that's not a place anymore where you're like bumping into somebody at the banana stand. No. Like oh, you like the green ones? Me too. Or like I like the brown ones, a perfect match. Right. Right. Um, it, it just that way of communicating, I almost get the feeling from like if we were to open this up to people 20 years old, like if you're anywhere from 18 to 25 and somebody approached you at a grocery store, I feel like a lot of them would say, like, whoa, hey, what are you doing talking to me here? Like, you you know what I mean? Like, you get a feeling like the world has changed that much in just 10 years. Yeah. I don't know if that's because of Tinder and all these dating apps or alongside it. But do you feel the same way? We'll start with, like, a setting like that. So a bar we'll talk about in a second. But, like, you're out at a grocery store. You're... I mean, no one's at a mall anymore. You know what? What are the places that people go out? You're out in just kind of a normal public setting, right? uh, That isn't a dog park. A dog park, I still feel like that's the like holy grail, right? People use dogs, yeah, yeah. That I mean, so that's out of the equation. Are dogs like each other? Maybe we'll like each other. Yeah, Yeah, you're out at a food court. You're somewhere else, right? Is it taboo to approach somebody nowadays?
2: I don't feel it is. But I think there. I think the the age group you mentioned, eighteen to twenty five, I think would feel very threatened if someone approached them. Like I, I don't think they would be comfortable with someone or a stranger. Hey, how's it going? I noticed you had such and such in your cart. Like think about the people you talk to at the grocery store.
3: Like you know, just a conversation. It's never long or anything like that. No. But you're in the aisle. Somebody says, hey, Can do you know where the I don't know, like vanilla pudding is, or, you know, something like that. You're trying to find. Is it ever anybody under the age of 35 that you're ever talking to as a stranger in a grocery no. store? No, it, it never has been for me. No. It's only ever like 35 and up, our age at the very low end of anybody who might. And I would even say it's older than 35, but it's only ever... An older generation who will even talk, not even approach somebody as like, uh, hey, like, what are you doing later? But even just to say. Yeah, they moved the rice cakes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which you, they did. You don't get that from anybody who's younger. No. And I have to say, I'm guilty of that. I will not walk up to somebody and ask them where something is. I will go in the store's app. And see what aisle is listed oh, on the app.
3: I will walk up and down aisles. Oh, okay. five times <laughs> before I can find it. Just because it's like it becomes a mission. Yeah, to me.
2: Oh, I, I was. I, I seriously spent fifteen minutes because they moved the rice cakes four aisles over.
3: But I feel like all the time people are you know asking, hey, like, do you know where this is, or can you reach you oh, know yeah. this um, whatever it is on the top shelf for me? Like, yeah, sure, here you go. Have I'm nice always one. willing to help. Absolutely. Even though I have my headphones in, I'm always willing to help. But it's never anybody uh, no. of a younger age asking for that help. Anyone younger will do what you
2: did or will go on their phone and see the uh, on the app what aisle it is. Now, at a bar, is it any different? It should be. A bar is a place to socialize. A bar is a place you're sitting there, you're watching something, you notice the person next to you is watching it. Hey! What the heck do you think about these Mets? You know, something like that. Or if you're single and you're at a bar and there is someone that you might find attractive, you strike up a conversation, right? Uh, just a a natural conversation. Hey, what brings you in? Are you are you here by yourself? <laughs> do you say it like that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you have to. Uh, you have. To- you have to go from you know because I talk quite abruptly, quite <laughs> loud. You have to you have to calm it down. Yeah. Hey, uh, if, I noticed you walked in. Are you waiting for somebody? If I had somebody single who
3: was trying to meet somebody, I would take them to a bar with you. Okay, because you are that type of personality, and yeah. I, I've seen it a million <laughs> different times. As you are a type of person who will. Has no problem talking. You notice somebody is reacting to the same thing on a TV or conversation that you're having. You have no problem turning and and conversing with new people. But what I see more frequently than that is people who, I, I mean, picture this, and I think everyone can picture this. You're out with somebody at a bar, two friends out at a bar. One of them gets up and has to go to the bathroom. What does the other person do? Pull out their phone. Yes. Yep. Almost immediately. Yes. I notice that way more than I see people who are out like you. Yeah. Looking around. Hey, watching the TV. I'm in the middle where, like, if I'm out with somebody, I don't have, like, the itch. Or at least I try to, like, you know, if I reach for my phone, I slap my own hand. There it is, To, like, be on the phone the moment that nobody's around me. But... I'm not exactly like chatting it up with everybody. I'll just sit there, yeah, <laughs> like sit there and wait.
2: And I have no problem with that. Like I have no problem being like quote unquote bored. I think a lot of my thing is I do. I just want to be talking.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know, to, to go to the to the bar thing and and tie it in with tender, I have a buddy. Who he? I hope he doesn't get mad for me mentioning this. Who you know has uh, been on a few tender dates, and let's just say they haven't gone well. And he has said he wants to go back to the meet someone at the bar. You know, be set up by somebody. That he is done with any kind of online dating. Um, but like you said, I, my my advice to him was that's great in theory, but I'm just not. I just don't know if those situations are at the bar because you need two people. That want to be conversational. On the other side of that,
3: I feel like if you have, if you want to go out and meet somebody that way, you're going to meet people who are thinking, you know, in the same lines you are. So maybe there's something in common there. Yeah. I still think maybe the most popular way of meeting somebody right now is getting set up. Yeah, like somehow, some way. I would agree with that. Either you know somebody through someone else, like a group of friends or whatever, or you're like set up not necessarily on a blind date, but just, you know, brought together by other people, you know, and you hit it off. Yeah, I feel like that's got to be the most popular way to go about it. But what about you out there? I mean, have you seen it work? I've seen people who have met on dating apps get married like it can work. It's more than just a hookup app for some people, but I do think it has also kind of ruined
2: a little bit of the normal way of going about things. Well, Tinder also did something, Brian, as you mentioned. It it, it kind of ruined that because Tinder made online dating – there used to always be this – I wouldn't say taboo, but you get what I'm saying, right? Online dating was not a popular way to go about dating. People used it as like a last ditch effort. Um, Tinder kind of made online dating the go-to way to look for dates, right? I mean, it, it made it more socially acceptable. And I, I don't mean that in, 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 a, in an offensive way, but Tinder made online dating, looking for dates online, more socially acceptable. I mean, just think to the mid 2000s. Oh, you're, you're online. You're trying to find someone online. Tinder kind of changed the way people approach online dating, um, which I mean, for some better, but for others, it kind of took away a little bit of that. Uh, strike up a conversation with someone out.
3: Yeah, I'm. I, do people strike up conversation? <laughs> like, that's the thing. I know it happens, but I just uh, I. I see, like, the opposite so often right. that it's just, like, mind-boggling to me. Like, even at events, concerts is where, like, this kills me. Joe. You know, my wife, I'll go to concerts by myself all the time. Yes. It's not necessarily like I'm chatting it up with everybody, but the concerts I go I'm not going to see Justin Bieber or, like, typically, like, somebody at the arena that, you know, is, like, mega popular. Typically, the shows I'm going to you're already in a room full of people that you have something in common with that probably not that many people outside of the room have in common with you That's you know right. what I mean yeah. like you you have this like commonality that is already built you're there to see this band and you know especially in my case a lot of times it's you're seeing a band that only the people there, care enough about to go see. So it boggles my mind when I see people who are still kind of buried in their phones or only talking to one person they're there with or anything or don't feel comfortable. I think that's what I'm looking for. Don't feel comfortable in a space with a whole bunch of people they probably have a lot in common with that it would be easier here than almost anywhere else, certainly than the grocery store or in line at the post office or wherever people gather nowadays. In line at the liquor store, more than the post office probably. (laughs) Uh, But more so than any of those places, this is like the opportunity to maybe strike up a friendship with somebody you might have something in common with Which used to happen all the time. I mean, that's how you met people. Yeah. You you met people at shows and you became friends because you had something in common. You were from all over Western New York. I don't really see that happening anymore.
2: No, it is easier, as you said, to strike up a conversation when you can start with the one thing you know you have in common. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're at this concert that, like you said most people in Western New York don't even know it's happening. Yeah. We're here, we share this, and then you know, you go from there. And like you said, that's how a lot of friendship started. And half the time you're wearing a
3: t-shirt that, you know, right? Yeah. And then like how does that that is so much more authentic, probably, than whatever you're gonna see on an app. Like how easy is it to I've never been on the app, you have been in the past. Yes. How easy is it to make up something about or just appear interesting on one of these apps?
2: Well, I mean, that is if someone actually clicks on your uh, profile and, and doesn't just immediately swipe left uh, after seeing your picture, which I'm guessing a lot like of people even did the with picture, me. Like, a picture is yeah. such a flawed... Yeah, my first picture was me in a Speedo. <laughs> well, then you're laying it all out
3: there. <laughs> uh, almost. But, like, th- it's like your profile picture on Facebook or right. something like yes. that. Like, a... a Photo like that is just such a flawed look right. at who a person is. It's who a person wants to be. Yes, right. It's like the most perfect. It's image. a dating Instagram. Yeah, it's the most perfect image of somebody. Or it's like, oh, here I am, like with a fish on the line, standing, you know, with my boots in the water, like you know, <laughs> I, I, the only fish you've ever caught in your life. But now people think you're outdoors every weekend, right? You're right? You know person. what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just such a flawed way as opposed to. I don't like real life. Like here, here's what the person's actually doing.
2: Right? Yeah. You, you, I mean, from what I remember with Tender, and I don't know what's happened. I've not been on Tender in the last uh, five plus years, um, but. It was you had your pictures, you know. You could put as many pictures as you want, and then you would have like a, a brief description of yourself. And it, like Brian said, I mean, you can make yourself be anybody, you know, with a couple of pictures. It goes back to the social media thing, you know. No one's them; most people are not their real selves on social media. Same is true with Tinder. And then, is there a dulling of the senses too, a
3: little bit? I was, uh, you know, reading a couple articles. The only reason I know it's ten years of Tinder, Ryan's right? it's mentioned uh, on the internet and a couple of these things. And somebody points out um, that, you know, we did evolve to look at a potential mate in person, you know, like to feel out the vibe, so to speak, and look at somebody with your own eyes. Uh, And then somebody wrote online that dating apps expose you to more potential mates in one day than your ancestors would have met in a lifetime. And... Like that's got to have an impact on you psychologically, right? Oh, sure. if you're just constantly judging people left and right, um, and you can do that ten times in a minute or something, you know, that might even be a low number. <laughs> that's but true. like that's got to dull your sense to when you actually do meet somebody in person. Like, eh, you know, left. Right, yeah. When you see somebody face to face, in a way
2: that you never would have been before, no. like, are, are you just
3: not giving anybody a
2: chance anymore? It's it's the app version of the show Next on MTV, where someone would uh, stop off the bus and they go Next, right? <laughs> oh, is that, is that what happened? Yeah. Now people want that in real life. It's funny in a reality
3: show in real right. life. It's probably not the best uh, way to go about your business. Kind of sad. Kind of um, sad. But uh, what do you what, do? You have any stories used in this dating app ten years old this week? Have you met somebody? Have you not met anybody? in 10 years. Let us know. eight zero three zero nine thirty. 930 BMAS and Beamer on WBEN.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
2: It's Beamaz and Beamer News Radio nine thirty W B E N.
3: Is this like um, is Tinder like MySpace, where you would have had this as your uh, profile song that anytime someone landed on the page, <laughs> like this would start playing? <laughs> or no, that would be pretty cool.
2: No, they don't do that, but that would be pretty cool. I you mean, it, it, it's part of the. Uh, Part of the um, personality.
3: Absolutely. Right? MySpace was kind of like the dating app before the dating
2: app, wasn't it? It was, it was like the first real social media. I mean, MySpace was, yeah. You had it all out there. I mean, but the thing about MySpace was that is where you got to rank your friends. And but you- and then – because you could see friends of friends. Yes. So it was – Almost like a better version of the dating That's app, That's right. right. That's right. You got to see other people's friends. You got to see where you stood with people. And if you had a, a thing for, uh, you know, a little crush on someone, you put them in your top friends, see if they reacted. Usually they, they'd react with, why am I in your top friends? Take me off. Yeah. Who but, are you? Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> 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 That's uh, it's not the great thing. No, but t- 10 years
3: of Tinder this week, uh, that dating app turned 10. I Did it change everything? I don't know. Uh, eight oh three oh nine thirty to give us a call here on WBEM. we'll go to Mike in Amherst. All right, Mike, uh, what's going on? Have you used these things before?
4: Yeah, I, I used them quite a bit, uh, both in my twenties when I was, uh, you know, a single young man. And, uh, about, uh, three, four years ago, I, I was separated and divorced and I was using uh, them again. Of course, Tinder wasn't around the first time around, right? but, uh, we had match.com and, and even like, like, Yahoo had, like, their own personal section and things like that. And so I would just do whatever I could do for as inexpensive as I could. Um, And a lot of times it worked out pretty well. Um, Feedback that I got from a lot of girls that I was dating is that your profile wasn't creepy, like 90% of the guy's profiles. And I think guys don't understand what needs to go into a profile and what doesn't in order to, like, not – like. Freak out, you know potential mate. You got to fill me road. in here, Michael. Oh. What do,
3: what do you mean by that? Because I would have no idea if I was setting up one of these things. How are are you? Uh, how are you uh, coming across as creepy versus not?
4: Yes. Well, certainly, you know, pictures of, of body parts that you know shouldn't be you know safe for work is not is not something that's going to turn somebody on. You think that would go without saying? But even beside that, if you, if you read like a lot of the girls like who write something down that's that's another big thing write something don't just like leave the description of yourself blank because you know that's
3: well maybe that's a perfect description of their personality
4: (laughs) well then that's good to know but but you know a lot of them a lot of them who actually write stuff down are like if i see a picture of you shirtless i'm automatically swiping left um they want to know like that you're a genuine person and not just like a player um so i mean that's that's something but um it's it's very different when you're in your 40s. So, in your 40s, you're kind of oh, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like shopping for Christmas ornaments the day after Christmas, if you know what I mean. It's it's like
3: you get the leftovers.
4: Yeah, and and but you know, honestly though, I've met a lot of really really quality people. I mean, there's, I, you know, I can spend 10 minutes on Tinder now, and I'm... swipe swipe a hundred people, but um, you know, and. and and you match with, like, I pick maybe like 12 of them. And maybe one of those 12 will actually match with you. And then you just kind of hope that they're going to write something to you or you write to them. And sometimes that never happens either. So it's it's kind of harder than you think it would be.
3: I, here's the thing I, I'm wondering. with Are you exclusively using dating apps when you're out there looking for somebody? Is it a mix of, like, new and old school? Um, do you find that it's harder to meet somebody in a public setting nowadays than it used to be?
4: Uh, Yeah, it is a little bit because, you know, one thing that you know about on a dating app is that this person is, in fact, single, or at least they're advertising that they're single, and you hope that they're telling the truth. But, um, you know, when you're out and about, you don't know if this person's got a boyfriend that's not there, you know, And, and so it's like your chances of striking out or being embarrassed is a lot higher when you're going out. Um, however, my girlfriend that I have right now, I actually met out uh, in the more organic way. So, and uh, this is the best one I've had yet. So, so, so you
2: would you would say meeting you know meeting someone out the the old fashioned way I guess is what we're calling it in twenty twenty two. It sets you up f- for at least the, a better start than if you met someone on the app. Is that what you're finding?
4: I think it really depends. I think you got to get lucky, like like that. You meet somebody out who actually really clicks with you because you don't know that necessarily on a a profile this person can be like i like this kind of music and i like to do this and this and you're like oh i like those things too and and meeting somebody at a bar you have no idea what they like other than going to that bar yeah so um it's it's uh, a little bit more of a a crapshoot whether or not you click with them but at least in the bar you get to see what they really look like instead of what they want you to look like
3: it's true (laughs) hey mike thanks for the call interesting stuff um you know a few things i I do think it is a little strange, you know, when I think about uh, myself and my wife, if we were in the internet age and got together and I swiped left or right on somebody based on, like, interests and if they matched up with mine, we would have never met. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we like, music or television or, you know, any of these personal interests, they wouldn't have matched up on a dating profile like if that's what you were in the mind of looking for like i think in that way it's i don't know it it's got to ruin some potential relationships if you're looking at things that you think matter but maybe you have to be in a relationship first to realize that it and not to say it doesn't matter for everybody but it might not matter for you you know i might have thought if i was on a dating app like oh it's really important that I, uh, you know, have somebody who enjoys like the same music right. that I do, but in actual life, uh, you figure out it's not at all. And you know what? In some cases, it's actually kind of great <laughs> that it's not the same. Like it gives you your own personal interests outside of a combined relationship. That
2: I don't know. You, are people finding that out anymore if they're just going online? As I was telling you off the air, I'm uh, I'm almost positive that my wife. Uh, swiped left on me, uh, back in the, uh, back in the tender days. Um, but yeah, because there are things that we don't click on. You you mentioned music. I mean, I love country music. I think my wife would be happy if she never heard a country music song ever again. Uh, you know I mean? But those are things that someone might see on tender. She might've also just seen the first thing is the speedo picture. Yeah. That's probably it. That may have been it. However, also, you know, uh, my mom's the one who introduced us to each other, and my mom said it would never work. So, hey, uh, some some, <laughs> some some people. Uh, I hope were she proven... knew
3: all this before you just said it right now.
2: Oh yeah, no, no, my wife knows. My my, my mom said she she said I'll uh, you know I'll introduce you to my son, but he um you guys will not click. You're very organized, and he's not. And oh,
3: so it's a you problem, she was saying.
2: Oh yeah, for sure, for Ooh. sure, yeah. But um, hey. <laughs>
3: That's, that's some four tough plus, love, right there. Four
2: plus years. Um, I uh,
3: the other thing that I was thinking uh, when Mark was talking too is, you know, when it comes to people are uh, on our text board, you have a lot of people that say it's like you're considered creepy to approach somebody out, or people don't feel safe. I, I think or, that's true, I, and I think that's true in a way. It's all about how you approach someone too. Yeah, but I'm I'm just thinking like personally of like comfort level like there's a there's a comfort level that people probably have of being behind the app profile right okay like yeah. it's it's more com- you're not actually having a one-on-one conversation it's easier to type something to somebody than it is to say face to face or even to call somebody right yes but i look at this almost the opposite way like personally i would think it's way harder to meet somebody for the first time that you had spoken to online right. than it would be to just kind of organically meet somebody for the first time in public. Like, to me, that is way more difficult. Like, meeting up for the first time after you met online, that seems like, oh, it's it's, a little- it's like preparing for a job interview. Right. Whereas you meet somebody organically, you you can kind of know if you hit it off before Before you're even, uh, I don't know, like into the conversation. It's like you're, it's like you uh, put a down payment on a home and you're going to see it after you (laughs) put the
2: payment down or something. Let me tell you, there is nothing worse, and I know from experience, there is nothing worse than meeting someone up for a first date, uh, someone that you've been talking to online, and to find out, you know, you can just, I I think I'm pretty good at reading people, Brian. You can find out in 10 minutes that this person is very disappointed um in the meeting like you know you've been talking for maybe a week or so online and you, you you meet out and you start talking and you can tell that the person's like oh this isn't this isn't what I this person's it seems what, terrible. Yeah, but it's almost, I've experienced it. Uh, let me tell you, it is awful. And that's why what you're saying, you know, meeting someone the old-fashioned way and organically starting a conversation is so much better because there is nothing worse than, you know, all right, is this? do I look good? Okay, you know, doing all this stuff, setting up in 10 minutes and realizing this isn't either this isn't the person I was talking to or this person isn't as into me as they might have thought. It's a blind date. Yes, you're just setting yourself up on it, right? I mean, that's that's what it is, right? Uh, which was a which was an entertaining TV show, uh, but you know, in real life, I, I feel like you only ever heard blind date horror stories. Yes,
3: yes. Like I never saw the blind date success story show. No, no. <laughs> the blind date happily ever after. Like, that didn't happen that much, I feel.
2: No. It's you know it's another reason why the bachelor doesn't have that many successful relationships. I want you to go
3: out and meet somebody. That's why we're giving away a pair of tickets uh, to go see Blake Shelton with Carly Pierce and Jackson Dean at Key Bank Center March 25th of uh, next year. Maybe you can meet somebody and take them. Or, you know, if it doesn't work out between now and March, you know, you're busy. Bills are playing. Yeah. Uh, you can put it on hold and meet somebody there. It's all courtesy of AEG Messina Touring Group. Tickets go on sale noon at uh, Ticketmaster, so just a couple hours. But you can win them before you can buy them. Be caller number two into two zero two nine two three six. That's two zero two nine two three six 202 wben And you could be on your way to go see Blake Shelton, uh, hopefully, with the special great. somebody.
2: Yeah, a great lineup. Great lineup. Blake Shelton was just here a few weeks ago. He put on... I thought a fantastic show, um, and now add Carly Pierce and I was going to say Jackson Brown, but that's not it. Who's the other person with uh, Blake Shelton? It's Carly Pierce and Dean.
3: Jackson, Jackson Dean. Dean. Don't
2: go, uh, don't come looking. Yeah, great, uh, great lineup. Uh, so if you win those tickets, congratulations. Brian, we have breaking news, by the way, um, something we've been talking about. It seems for months now, uh, demolition underway at the Great Northern Grain Elevator. Uh, We we talked to Tim Thielman or you talked, uh, you and Susan talked to Tim Thielman this morning uh, about a potential appeal. It looks like that will not be going through uh, because the crane is starting to rip away at the Great Northern Grain Elevator downtown.
3: I'm looking at the video right now. The crane is there. Um, It could have just went... That's and what I thought. Th- the wind did a better job than the crane appears to be doing <laughs> from the video, but it is underway. Uh, demolition of the Great Northern Grain Elevator. Uh, that's one that... <laughs> is that like when you meet for the first time on uh, Tinder after hanging around? Like, is that one of the topics that comes up? Like, so what do you think about... Uh the grain elevator and what they should do with it.
2: That might be one of the topics that someone says, I'm sorry. Eh? <laughs> and like, you know, the person
3: is like, well, you know, it's a, such an important part. Like, we should be doing everything we can to save it. And then, you know, you're like, all oh, right, uh,
2: check, please. <laughs> You know, I want to know with, with something, because it seems like this is, you know, talking about the dating world, talking about Tender, it, it does seem, for some people, I, I wouldn't say for most people, but for some people, you know, how, you know, politics and how divided politics oh, are. Joe.
3: I want to interrupt you so bad.
2: I was watching The Bachelor. Uh-oh.
3: And I heard. I wasn't even watching The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I, my wife watches it, and I, you know, I just like to be in her company and yeah. I'll be like reading, but of course I'm always listening to what's going on. And I heard somebody say, "No, you know, this is like the important time when we really get to find out if we're compatible and have those tough conversations about politics. And <laughs> what, and I just, I threw my book on the
2: ground, I think. And I said, what is this how, like, I, huh? <laughs> But Are people putting that in their Tinder profile? Like, are people putting their politics. Left. In Is it? left the way you swipe for no? Yeah. Left. <laughs> as soon as that. I mean, even if it's something I, I politically agree with. Like, if that's it, a it, top thing in your in your, Absolutely. profile.
3: If I agree with you 100%, if it's anywhere in your profile
2: for a dating app, uh uh-uh. uh. No. See ya. No, I mean, like I said, I mean, I obviously have my political views. You, you, you've heard them. Um, but I didn't talk politics with my wife until we were dating for over a year. It just never came up. It didn't naturally come up in conversation. I've been with my wife for over a decade.
3: <laughs> I, don't, I still don't think we've talked politics. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just not not a thing that I, I lost. I think I laughed out loud when I heard that uh, on The Bachelor wow, so uh, this last week.
2: You know, we have to have the important. Wait, was um, this for the sweet, the sweet date, the one-on-one sweet date? They're going to talk politics in the suite? I think that's what it was. Doesn't that sound awesome? You know what? Don't give me a rose this weekend. I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm heading home. <laughs> that's what happened, I think. Really? <laughs> I think that's
3: what happened. I'm pretty sure the guy was like after, like, that didn't go the way I was expecting. <laughs> I had a picture in my head when they said we're spending a night together in a hotel room and she just wanted to talk about the inflation reduction act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
3: not at all uh, what I was. No. If you have like I said, agree or disagree on any part of it, for like that would be a personal yeah. deal breaker for myself. If you have That's as bad as putting you a Patriots fan in your Tinder profile. If you have a strong opinion one way or the other on the Great Northern Grain Elevator, I don't think we would ever be compatible. No.
2: No. <laughs> No, if that's... You know? Tinder profile, you know, says something about them and it says, save the great northern. Yeah. That's a swipe left. Did politics ever used to be important, dating? I feel like that's a new thing, like with Tinder. In the last 10 years. But even with Tinder, I, like I said, spent a lot of time on Tinder. Brian, I can't remember coming across uh, maybe one or two, but nothing is so that I can remember it today. Uh, that it was you know politics in their in their dating profile. The Clintons. What about the Clintons?
3: Like that's the only couple I know over the age of nineteen whose politics might have brought them together.
2: Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean, like,
3: <laughs> and <laughs> a little bit of a rocky marriage. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, from what I've heard in the news. Uh, but like that's, I, I feel like that's now more common. Yeah. Is that people are looking for it not just politics, but you can expand. You know, we were talking about music. We were, I don't know. I feel like the internet has trained people into thinking that in looking for a romantic partner, I want somebody who is like lockstep in agreement with me in like every facet of my life. And I think about that and how boring. Oh, yeah. That must be on a day to day basis, and not just that, but how, like rough that life must be. Like if I married somebody who was like me, I, our house might be on fire right now. You know, like it just <laughs> wouldn't work. Like right. I, I feel like it is such a a give and take, and this is just my personal, you know, personal advice. Is not life advice for everybody, but like having an opposite almost uh you know not like a polar opposite somebody who shares the same values but is a balance yes it it gives you this nice balance and helps you maybe learn a little bit more about yourself than if you had somebody who's just kind of lockstep in agreement with you every step of the way that just doesn't seem like any fun seems like yeah very boring um it's, it's like a 50s relationship yeah, right. Yeah. Like you know, it's a good way to put it. Doris, like you know, you know, votes the same way I do, right? That's right. Uh, because uh, that's what we do. And this, you know, I don't know, um, but I, I think that's a new phenomenon too. Maybe that's Twitter. Maybe that's something else. Uh, uh, or a mixture of both. Twitter's definitely in there. Twitter, Tinder. Do people current events? People meet people on Snapchat. I found out. So somebody that's told me, like to me. You ever get random friend requests on Snapchat? Okay. That's how people meet people. That's like people dropping in, like, to Tinderize your Snapchat. Wow. I never knew that. No. But that I heard, you know. Now, uh, that's creepy. I'm sorry. That, to me, is creepy. Uh, but it's not to a younger generation. Like, that's yeah. how people meet people. You're near somebody and you, I don't know, snap away or something. Brian, we're getting old. I, <laughs> I feel that way today. Uh, but the Great Northern Green elevator coming down. The crane is at work. Uh picking away at something it's a long it's not like a demolition like a kind you'd want to watch
2: see i was when you told me a crane was there i probably should have gone down and looked at a picture myself when i was told a crane was there i thought this would be a you know right to the side i didn't know they were going to pick away at the hole that was already there
3: when preservationists heard a crane was there they said halt it we have to save this bird and that's I thought that could work. It wasn't the same type of deal. Anyways, we'll uh, give you the latest updates on that, plus everything else. you got David Belvia coming up after the news. Be beam and Beamer, we'll be back here with you. Uh,
2: are you in Monday? I'm here Monday and, and Tuesday. And then go to the game? Yes, and I'm back on Tuesday right after the game. Whew. All right. I'm not going to Blacksburg this weekend, though, so I do have the weekend to rest up oh, for yeah. the Monday game.
3: Well, I'm um, looking forward to it Monday here on WBEN.